0: Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Time effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five and eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, black paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now, play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday on Broad Avenue at Rec Room, and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night, downtown at Tampa Tap, and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant, SaritaTrivia.com.
1: Greetings and salutations, we are live from high Mount Moriah, welcome to Cerrito Live. We're back live this week. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. On the other side of the glass, we've got CJ Hurt making stuff happen. Drew Barrett out this week, and ooh, we got an action-packed edition of the program today. Coming up on the show, we always end the show with the wrestling segment. Dustin Five Star will be here in studio, and we'll be joined live by the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, Memphis wrestling legend, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, Jimmy Hart, he's coming around these parts for a couple shows uh, in the next month, so we'll talk about that with him, but uh, oodles of other topics to talk to with uh, first-time appearance during the wrestling segment for the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, but he will join us at 1230 Wrestling Legend Hall of Famer, and he's back in studio with us today. He, is spaceship has just landed, is that correct,
2: CJ? It's just landed. He is uh, on his... Communicator, if you will. I don't know what, what to call it. His space phone. Okay, that's a
1: good thing to call He's on his space <laughs> phone taking care of some space business, but he is here. And we will be joined by Prince Mongo at 1130. We did not – so for a while we had Mongo on it. we we'll at least try to catch up with him every year. We missed him last year. Uh, his his uh, ship really didn't uh, land in Memphis very long last summer, I guess. And they flew right by, or maybe there was intergalactical business he had to take care of. I'm not sure. I'll ask him about that, though. But Prince Mongo is here today. He'll be in studio with us, uh, longtime perennial uh, mayoral candidate, Prince Mongo. And uh, he's since appeared on, what has he been on, uh, American Pickers? You know, he collects a lot of different items. He is, of course, Memphis's favorite uh, alien. He says the closest thing we've got to Alf in this town is, is is Prince Mongo. He's on the mural over there at Wiseacre Brewing, so that's the big thing that's happened happened uh, since then. They painted his picture on a mural over there uh, at Wiseacre, uh, which we'll talk a lot about Wiseacre today. But, uh, so we'll ask him about that and see what he thinks. I need to get over there and see that mural then. You should check it out. It's really awesome. You should go get a picture of it. And... Uh, so we'll be taking your phone calls if you want to talk to Mongo. So for about an hour today, he's coming in studio 1130 to 1230. And we're for an hour, we're going to transform the station from Sports 56 to Spirits 56. And we will take your phone calls. And we will take your questions. So if you want to tweet me at Cerrito, if you have a question for the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart or... For Prince Mongo, you can tweet me your questions now at Cerrito, or you can text them into the Sports 56 text line, which is 67129. 67129 is the text line. you got to text 56JOIN if you've never texted Sports 56 before. So 67129, you can get in your questions for Prince Mongo or for Jimmy Hart. But while since Mongo's in studio, we will also take phone calls. So write this number down, which is 360-8255, 8255 or 888 if you're calling from a, a payphone. <laughs> But uh you can get in, ask your question to Prince Mongo while he's here for the State of the Mongo Address Sports fifty six becoming Spirits fifty six at eleven thirty. But before we get to all of that, two two legends really joining us in in studio uh today, or Jimmy actually will be joining us from somewhere. Who knows where Jimmy is, probably Florida. Uh we gotta talk about this. We gotta talk about this. We have to talk about this. Um, so yeah, so the, the week, we, we have to talk about this last week on the show. Last week, and it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's just so hard to talk about. It. And I've talked about it so much and everybody everywhere I go is asking me about this because this, last week was our best of show and we were off uh, at the Dodge This Dodgeball tournament benefiting youth villages. It's a great charity event. We got destroyed. We lost six, six straight at that tournament. Didn't win a single, didn't win a single match for the first time in ages. So it was our best of show last week, and we had we played some classic interviews from and, and moments over the past year. And one of those was in fact Rick Trotter, uh, the PA announcer, former PA announcer now of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, every year on this show would come on, and we would play a game that I invented called Have Rick Trotter say whatever you like. He'd come in the studio. People would call in, text in, tweet in. For things for Rick Trotter to say. He was the PA announcer of the Grizzlies, and everybody uh, really liked his voice, and it, it sounded very Grizzlies, and it was fun to have him say different things. So we replayed that last week, last Saturday on the show, our best-of show that was on there. And I'm telling you, if we knew anything, just an, an inkling of what we found out this week, that would not have been on last week's show, but... uh Man, oh man, I had no idea. Um, I don't, but it does turn out I, I had no idea. And I would say that a, a lot of other folks who know him had no idea and a lot of them didn't, you know, uh, that this stuff was going on, but apparently some people did have some ideas on this and the, those churches being those. And I am, don't know for sure as the facts continue to come out. This story has really been getting worse it really is one of those things cj i've talked to you about it and uh, talked to so many people about it and so many people kept saying well it might get worse it might get worse and i don't think that has been true truer to anything than this like this continues to get worse from when the story broke you found okay the Grizzlies are releasing rick trotter and for a moment for about 30 minutes on the internet people were like oh no what's going on we love rick trotter and then you find out um thirty minutes later, that oh uh, he was fired from his church, and here 's the reason you know reasons of a sexual nature, and like, oh oh no well what 's going on they wouldn 't fire him if it 's just an, an affair from the grizzlies, Something else must be there like it 's going to get worse, and then it gets worse, and the warrants come out and 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 then you find out it's multiple warrants, and then you find out that there was previous stuff that happened at his other church that was never reported to the police. And it involved minors. So it just keeps... The story continues to get worse. And the question on this Saturday morning is, will the story keep getting worse? We can only hope not. We hope we've heard the worst of it. But for a story that keeps getting worse, I hope it doesn't get any any more worse than than it has gotten. But... I think that it's going to get a
2: whole lot worse.
1: You think it's gonna get even worse than this?
2: Yeah, I don't think we know everything just yet. And every day it seems like when you think the story can't get any worse, when you think it can't sink to any lower below, yeah, it drops down.
1: And you you keep hearing people say, "We think there's, think there's, think there." I've heard, I'm hearing because there's rumors circulating around this city. Uh, like wildfire, and the fact is, there were rumors circulating in the city. Once this news broke, a lot of people who who did know or, or had heard things before started saying, well, i kind of, you know, the, heard other things, and so it might get worse, and people always had this feeling that there might get worse, and I'm not sure at this point inside, I can't tell you, it's getting worse. I, I keep hearing that it still might get worse than where we are right now, but the fact is Rick Trotter fired from the Memphis Grizzlies fired from the downtown church. And as I said, we had no idea. This is one of those things you have no idea. Like you, Rick is considered, like, he was, cons- a, he came on this show every year and did that, uh, you know, free of charge for me when he, you know, and he uh, would just come in here and just to have fun, you know, with the fans. It always seemed like he was having fun. Uh, with the fans. But not only that, but I mean, Rick was the voice he's the voice of the Isle of Memphis podcast that I that I, I do. He's the he's the uh voice of my voicemail for crying out loud. Like my voicemail I changed this week. Uh you changed it? I had to change my voicemail. It's like Rick Trotter was my voicemail message. And yeah, of course. I'm like I you know, you realize that at some point at the it took me a while because this story was not at all. And it's not about, you know, about me. You're not thinking about yourself at all. You're thinking about the victims. You're thinking about his family. You're thinking about uh, the victims and, and, and what will happen uh, next and all of this and just trying to comprehend it. And I don't remember at what point it hit me that. Oh wait, because you never call yourself, so you never listen to your voicemail. The only time I remember I have a Rick Trotter was my voicemail greeting was when somebody called and said, That's an awesome voicemail. Which happened every couple months, I get somebody who had never called me before and they heard it and they'd be like, Oh, that is such a great voicemail. So now I've just got one of those you know, you have reached the phone number of nine oh one. Yada 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 and I get my cell phone number out. But uh so that changed. Yeah, I mean you know, my dad messaged me. Like the next day, like you're going to need to change your voicemail message. So I guess he's somebody, he calls me a lot. He knows my voicemail message and knows when it needs to, to get changed. But Rick was, I mean, you just don't know. Like we, we did have social time with Rick and like he was on our fantasy football team, uh, the league or not team. You know, if you have a fantasy football team with somebody on it, that's kind of weird, but he was in our fantasy football league, uh, came on this show every year and it just, It's shocking, it's sad, it's heartbreaking, and you feel for the victims and and for his wife and for everything. It just – it hits so many of us that know Rick because it it really came out of nowhere uh, for most of us. And – but I say most of us because the thing now that's – kind of angers me even more is that it didn't come out of nowhere for a good amount of folks. A good amount of folks – knew about this. And I don't know I'm not the judge or the jury or the executioner in this case. But there's something not right about the church not going to the police when they find out about this. Or if they and whether or not they they did go or not the details are going to come out. We have a lot of people, a lot of folks, a lot of victims. A lot of victims in this case saying that that the church encouraged them not to go to the police, tried to get them to, to save to save Rick, Trotter, Rick Trotter's family and, and, and career, and not to go to the police for the first violation, that we of course later find out as the story got worse. Found out he put in he put cameras in the bathrooms, and they didn't go to the police, and because of that, he ended up getting another job at another church. Ended up with more victims. Like you got you you just got to get authorities involved. It's Seems like a cover-up at that first church, and that's just with the the reports we're getting out of the commercial appeal, where they're talking to people who were there, who were victims the first go-around with the phone in the bathroom, which also recorded uh, minors at the time, and they said they didn't go to the police, is what the people were telling the commercial appeal these victims, and they said that they were told not to go to the police, or encouraged not to go to the police, advised not to go to the police. They had to, they had visits from Rick Trotter and his wife at their house to apologize, type of thing, like confronting your.
2: It's it's crazy, and it's it brings up you know if it was another crime, would the church have been so adamant about people not going to the police? It, it seems right. like there's a devaluation of women and their privacy going on there with that situation. Exactly, like if they saw Rick Trotter steal a
1: car in the parking lot,
2: you know would if, they go to the police. If Rick Trotter stole one of these women's cars from right. the parking lot, I'm sure the church would say, "Yo, that's on you. Go ahead and go to the police with it."
1: Right. That's just, that's gross. And I, that that church is uh, definitely in the wrong. And then you got Downtown Church, which is a very small church that so ended up hiring uh Rick knowing about this, knowing about these these allegations, these which are not they were really proven by the church and admitted by Rick, so to call them allegations is not really fair. Like they knew that Rick had violated the privacy of these other women at the church prior and downtown church still hired them. And the selling point on that is, CJ, they keep saying second chance, second downtown church is about second chances. They're gonna give you a second chance. And they were giving Rick a second chance. He had gone to sex therapy. He has apologized. He knows he is wrong. So downtown church is like, we're going to give him a second chance. And I'm all for second chances. But is there something of you have to give that second chance to somebody, the exact same position that they were in before to put them in a spot to commit the same uh Crimes that they did before. Like, you can give him a second chance. Why can't he come on and have a job? At, you hire him to work in the yard or have something that is not a leadership position at the church in this second chance. Like, you all four second chances, but there's no laws or rules saying your second chance has got to be what your dream job is
2: and, and do a better job of monitoring him. Like, Yo, right. we're going to give you this second chance, but we will be, you know, watching you and restricting your access.
1: To certain places, so I think both of these, uh, in, you know, it's this is both of these churches do probably great things in the community, and I know uh, people who are, who are members of, of Downtown Church, and and I do think they've been very transparent, from my understanding, with their congregation. Uh, about this, but I just uh, question that one decision, or why do they not go to, the, it's, it's such a weird spot to be put in, and it's one you don't want to, but that first church I mean, there's no excuse to me trying to figure out what, what are you guys doing, what are you trying to cover up here and um, but I mean, here we are I don't know what else I can say that hasn't been said, it's a very uh, you know, it's a very sad, disappointing heartbreaking uh week here, surprising the celebrity that Rick Trotter has, I did, never knew Rick was this big of a celebrity in this town he he was on everything you talk about your
2: voicemail yeah. you know, he's been on other radio stations he's on the intro or he was on the intro to 3SOB the show that comes on right before this He the, everybody has a sounder or, or a clip, you remember the shot clock violated shirts, mm-hmm. like he's everywhere in the city, or at least he was so when yeah. this comes down this is a, a huge deal and very honestly, nothing story. else is going on.
1: Slow Newsweek. It seemed, yeah, as that surprised me. And So what else can I say? There hasn't been much else I can say. One thing I can say is that I, I am reading all the stories, and I'm looking at at, at the stuff. And because of our – we had Rick Trotter on every year. And prior to us having to do that game every year, we had him on uh, for this bit that we did in 2010. And this is the one thing that – what can I add to, to this? conversation or look at this in a different way. Nobody's talking about Rick Trotter's leave of absence from the Memphis Grizzlies in 2010. I haven't seen that written. I haven't heard anybody really talk about that. This was prior to the Grizzlies being on grit and grind and the most popular thing in the city, right? And Rick was still the PA announcer. He left for personal reasons, was what people were told, in tw- at the end of the 2010 season. And... Kenny Kincaid, who was the radio pre- and post-game voice at the time, took over PA duties for about the last month or two of the season. And while Rick was dealing with personal issues, it was the same time as as uh, LeBron James' decision and was going on uh, back then. But this time, you, when you go back and you think about it, that's 2010. That is 2010 is the year that the stuff went down at the original church. It was back in 2010 and where he went to a three-month sex therapy session. All of this going on, this is why he left the Grizzlies in 2010. He took a leave of absence from the Grizzlies in 2010 for, for a month or two. And apparently... It was just assumption that he was, you know, that he was having problems at home, right, trying to save his family. Maybe he had in a – you know, you don't get into people – you don't assume the the worst in a situation of somebody saying personal problems. You just assume the basics, or at least I do. Like, you just be like, well, he's having something wrong with his – you know, he's trying to save his marriage for whatever reason. And – it's interesting to me, because of his leave of absence, What this, what is going on there that he tells the Grizzlies in 2010 why he's leaving? Is he just saying personal reasons? Is he just saying what he was kind of saying to anybody when they asked, which was not much, if you asked him at the time? Um, and he eventually, before the end of the summer, about this time in 2010 is when he announced on this show that he was coming back to be a PA announcer for the Grizzlies, so... It's an interesting part missing. That's, I mean, that's. If I can contribute anything to have people try to piece together this timeline, that part of the story is interesting. Of to me, I haven't seen anybody really mention that my that uh, that during that time from like May, April, May ish. He, because I don't think the Grizzlies made the playoffs, so it was probably more of a March, April that he had left the Grizzlies organization. For personal reasons, and you had Kenny Kincaid take over as the PA announcer to in in the season, and that that's probably when all this other stuff was going down. And you just wonder what is being said, what is the reason he's giving for his like the more specific reason he's giving to his boss of why he's leaving the the Grizzlies for that time, and the fact now that we find out, it's, oh, you just feel like you feel like. Betrayed and all this type of stuff going on, like yourself. But again, it's not about you. It's it's about these victims. But he was covering that up at the time that this is what was going on um, in in 2010. So anyway, awful story. And of course, we had to address it. I mean, we freaking had Rick on on the show last week for our best stuff. It's just awful. But CJ, can we talk about something else now? Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Why not? You, let's pick the mood up a little bit. We'll try to. Let's do some woohoos and boos. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo!
0: Woo-hoo!
1: woo All right, I'm going to give that woo-hoo to Wiseacre Brewing Company. So this week it was announced an unorthodox plan from Wiseacre to expand their operations. They're saying they want to keep their Broad Avenue Brewery up, the one with Prince Mongo's mural, and they want to start brewing beer as well inside the Mid-South Coliseum. This is the first private company to step up and say, A, we have money, B, we have a plan for the historic Mid-South Coliseum. And uh, as anybody who knows who listens to this show, I've been one of the most uh, public uh, supporters of saving the Mid-South Coliseum as somebody who lives in Midtown, who went to Monday Night Wrestling, who went to Tiger Games, um, at the Coliseum. I, I, I think it would be awesome to save the building. I think it looks cool, um, on the outside and it's still on pretty good condition on the inside. And so now this idea could be outstanding. Why is they Brewing? If they move into the Coliseum, and they're going to open up another tap room, possibly, there. They're going to brew the beer, and you have a tap room on Tiger Lane to tailgate before Big 12 football or American Athletic Conference football, whichever. That's more like it. Well, definitely, you know, it would start with that. And they're going to pay for it all. So they're going to pay for this. Like, they want to pay for it. So we got a, a private company that's coming, and they want to pay for it, and they want uh, – to increase their workforce this is like such a like dream scenario to me of like I, you kind of give up on the will anybody want to take it over but why is a a local company that that employs mostly local employees uh knows the history of the building and loves the history of the building and knows they have to they're wanting to expand and they're either going to expand at the coliseum or they're going to find some other site to expand to but because they are memphians They want to expand the Coliseum because they think it would be cool. Like, how awesome would it be to go to a brewery in an old historic building where Elvis played and 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 the Beatles and, and where Andy Kaufman wrestled Jerry the King Lawler? It would be so cool. So their plan would be to expand, keep the location on Broad Avenue, but expand and have restaurants, bowling alley, possibly a mix of other buildings that included restaurants, bowling alley, climbing walls, and a wrestling museum is on their list of things they would like to see inside the Mid-South Coliseum. So there could be a Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame inside of the Mid-South Coliseum. There could be a museum of some type inside the Coliseum, along with Weizsaker. Because I always I wrestling trivia... Um, there's one next, next week, actually, next Thursday. And the folks from Weizsäcker always come out and play. Like, there's so many. They really do like the history of the CD and they're wrestling fans, too. So that'll, that'll be really cool. But I'm going to give a boo to the folks who are not happy about this idea, mainly the folks who only want the Mid-South Coliseum. To be an arena. They want to save it and they want it to be an arena. So I'm reading the story originally in the commercial appeal and I'm like, all right, this is great. Right, this is exciting news. And they get some quotes from the uh, Coliseum Coalition and they say, okay, well, let's, we think this idea is interesting, yada, yeah, yada, yada. But there's some quote in saying that the majority of people in this city want the Coliseum to be returned to its original use as an arena for sports, graduations, and concerts. And I'm like, I, that's not true. <laughs> I think it's not true. And then you look at like the commercial appeals poll that they did that had about 800 responses, 6% said they wanted to see it turn back into 6%. So there are these, still these people out there because of what they believe is that they want it to be an arena that everybody else believes that. And if you add, if you poll anybody in Memphis, I'm sure they'll say, yeah, that would be cool if the Coliseum was an arena again, right? That would be cool. I would say, I would say that too. That'd be great. I'd love the Coliseum to be an arena again. If they polled everybody in Memphis and said, would you like an NFL team to play at the Liberty Bowl? Everybody would be like, yeah, cool, yeah, I would love an NFL team to be in Memphis. Because, yeah, because, sure, everybody would want it, but when you get down to the realism of the situation, at some point, uh, 15, 20 years ago, we dropped the ball, South Haven built Lander Center, and Lander Center, a much newer building, has become the midsize venue for the city, and there's no city the size that has two operating mid venues, uh, that are successful. Ours is the Lander Center. And I know there's a lot of people who, who, uh, think the, uh, state line is some type of force field or something, uh, down there, that there's something that the force, the, but I know that my voice right now is traveling well into the great state of Mississippi. And outside of their state flag, I like the state of Mississippi and especially northern Mississippi. From my house in Midtown, I can get to Landers Center quicker than I can get to Germantown. Yet it's outrageous that there's people in this town who consider Germantown more of Memphis than South Haven and northern Mississippi. This is a thing that I will continue to bang my drum on, but like... Our neighbors to the south, South Haven, Olive Branch, Horn Lake, those folks down there, that is Memphis, folks. They get the Memphis TV channels. They travel to the city every day to work. They're part of Memphis, so they're just a suburb. You gotta get that state line out of your mind. Yes, it's unfortunate. Taxpayer dollars now go to Mississippi, but it's our fault. It's our fault for treating the Coliseum the way that we treated the Coliseum and letting Landers Center become what it is. But the fact is, in 2016, Landers Center is your mid-sized venue. And we've just got to cut our losses. There is a non-compete clause with the Grizzlies. Uh, there is no way around that. So you can't be putting on any event with more than 5,000 people uh, on in an, an arena in Memphis. So you get the the Grizzlies non-compete, and you've already got a mid-sized venue. Yes, the tax dollars don't go to Memphis. That's unfortunate. Yes, it's probably further from your house in the Mid-South Coliseum. That's unfortunate. But realistically, if you're going to turn the Coliseum into an arena, you'd have to take taxpayer dollars to do that. And our mayor, Mayor Strickland, has said he supports saving the Coliseum. But what does he want to do? He don't want to spend any city money on it.
2: 800 people, you said 6% <laughs> voted for an entertainment venue or yeah, something
1: like that. That's according that's, to Chris Harrington's article in the commercial. That's board. like 4.8 people. <laughs> Not many people uh, voted in their poll. but uh, So this is just to the people... Because it makes me look bad. As somebody, I'm a proponent for saving the Coliseum. And I'm for saving the Coliseum. I want to be able to drive down East Parkway and see the Coliseum the way it is. And uh, that's what you want. You want to save the building. So let's save the building. Nobody, when they were trying to save Sears Crosstown, said, oh, I want you to save Crosstown. But let's only save it if it's going to be a department store. Nobody said that. Nobody was like, oh, I have memories of when I went there as a kid when it was a Sears around Christmas time, and it was so great, so we could save the building. But it's got to be a department store if we're going to save it. you got to get a Macy's. you got to get a Belk. you got to get somebody to move in here. Nobody, nobody said that because that sounds absurd, and it's laughable, and that's what the Coliseum people who only want it to be an arena, that's what you sound like. Does Memphis have a Belk? No, we don't. We should. It would be a great place for it. We'd be down. <laughs> It makes no sense why we don't have a belt. That's a great question. There's one in two below. That's the closest one. It's the South's department store and we don't have it. That's another story. But the Tennessee Brewery is not going to be a brewery, but they're saving it, right? Chiska Hotel is not a hotel. They saved it. The Pyramid, they saved it. It's not an arena. It's not a tomb. It's a bait shop. Like you save these things, adapted reuse. The whole concept is you're going to save it. You're going to, and you use it in a, in, a, in a different way. So enough about the Coliseum. Let's do these really quick. I'm going to give a woohoo. To the Tigers being repped in Rio. I don't know if you saw this on the Today Show, but they were were holding up live on the Today Show in Rio at the Olympics. This is my favorite Olympic moment so far, is seeing the Tiger... Uh, a tiger banner being held up uh, in multiple different times throughout the today show um, earlier in the week that was really cool good uh, getting uh, some good publicity or good uh, getting us our 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 name out there in front of folks during this big 12 expansion but that apparently I think it's from kids at the University of Memphis because the University of Memphis uh, journalism department is there. 14 students from the University of Memphis are there. You can follow them on Twitter, at Mem2Rio. I just followed him this morning, but as I was researching that, I'm pretty sure it's some journalism students from the University of Memphis uh, who did that. Interviewed one of them for Playing Hurt this week. Oh, really? Alright, check out the Playing Hurt podcast on the Cerrito Live feed. And finally, I'm going to give a boo. This is to the NBA schedule makers. Uh, there's no game being played on Martin Luther King Day in Memphis this year, and Ah, just what's that saying of just be be happy with what you have, you know? Don't complain. Uh, we complained so many years that it's not on national TV or that the game's not in prime time. Uh, people would complain year after year. So what does the NBA do this year? They just take us off Martin Luther King Day completely. No Martin Luther King Day Grizzlies game on the schedule at all. It's um, absurd to me. The Grizzlies started this Martin Luther King uh, celebration tradition in the NBA, and the Grizzlies and Atlanta both. Uh, because of their connections to Martin Luther King and Civil Rights, both should have games on Martin Luther King Day every single year. Uh, it's unfortunate. Detroit, no matter how bad the Detroit Lions are, they always play on Thanksgiving. Because they were there at the beginning and started it. And I think it's a slap in the face from the NBA. Maybe, maybe... You can change it. It's not unheard of that they might move. The Grizzlies are playing the day before that Sunday night game against the the Chicago Bulls. Why can't they, why can't we figure out a way just move that game to Monday? Probably not going to happen, but maybe it could. The Grizzlies really forced, but it looked like the Grizzlies, there were rumors that the Grizzlies didn't even have a game at home that weekend at first, and had to fight to get the Chicago game on the schedule for Sunday night. So the Grizzlies will play Sunday night at Martin Luther King. So there'll still be a Martin Luther King Day weekend game. So is that just how we're selling this tradition now? Instead of being the Martin Luther King Day game, it's the Martin Luther King Day weekend game. They'll still do a symposium, um, and they'll it'll be on ESPN, that the Chicago uh, game. So that's good, right? You do have a national... It's on national TV, but it's on the day of what will be um, NFL playoffs going on. So that's not great. But, and maybe it maybe could work. So we won't just until we try it. But hey, just be careful. We complain about what you complain for. Be happy for what you have. And the Grizzlies did have a game every year on Martin Luther King Day. And in the city, uh, we enjoyed it and we embraced it and we thought it was a very important part of what we do here, uh, in, in Memphis and, and honoring Dr. King. So, anyway, very disappointed at the NBA for doing that because the Grizzlies, they're the originators of it. But that's it for Woohoos and Boos. All right. Before we go to break, coming up on the show, we do have Jimmy Hart in the second hour at twelve thirty. About to be joined by Prince Mongo for about straight up sixty full minutes. Um, if you want to get a call in and ask Prince Mongo a question, you can at 360-8255, or you can text six seven one two nine, or you can tweet me at Cerrito. But before we get a break, I got to tell you about breakfast. Breakfast is back this year, September twenty fourth on Broad Avenue, in the shadow of the Water Tower on Broad. It's Memphis's breakfast. Festival. It's a breakfast festival. It's called Breakfast. So if you want to enter your team or get more information, go to breakfast901.com. But right now go ahead and circle the date on your calendar. September 24th is breakfast. Go to breakfast901.com to get more information on this. It'll be the second year, so it's the second annual breakfast on Broad Avenue. A festival celebrating everything breakfast. We'll be right back with Prince Mongo. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 877 FM. Pro Wrestling's Power Couple, Dustin Five Star, and Maria, here reminding you that Memphis Wrestling is back on Saturday mornings. Listen to me and my partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling with some of the biggest names in the industry every Saturday in the main event of Cerrito Live, only on Sports 56 and 877 FM.
0: It's the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. Guarantee you never miss a show by subscribing to Cerrito Live for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Podcasts are always available at ceritolive.com.